It is the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. It's episode number uh, 73. So that means, and I was I was doing this math because I was going through some analytics uh, on on the back end of the you know the website and the the podcast downloads, and we just went over I think eleven thousand uh, downloads of the podcast. So thank you all for continuing to be a part of it. But I was trying to math it all out, and usually these things average you know an hour, an hour and a half. There were some that have gone like three hours, you know. It's like a hundred and some plus hours of conversations with people, and it's been an absolute blast. And uh, and we're happy to be able to, of course, now do the live stream stuff. So if you are tuned in on Facebook Live or on the Cooperville YouTube channel uh, or on Twitch, that's Twitch.tv/slash No Limit Cooper, otherwise the Twitch app. We appreciate it. Uh, get your comments in there if you have a question for uh, for Jimmy Hayes Nelson, who's going to join us in just a bit. Um, get those in there, and we'll be. Uh, answering questions throughout. Uh, going to be a great day. Uh, first things first, though, big thanks out to the sponsors of the show, Midwest Meals at MidwestMeals.com. Taking the pain in the ass out of meal prep, that's what they've done for me. So I go every Monday because uh, I'm they're local. I go to the store every Monday. I get my meals for the week, and I am completely set for lunch and dinner Monday through now with their new super duper extended lifetime, not lifetime warranty, but uh, longevity they have on their meals. I get like 10 days to eat these meals. All the macros are counted on there, your calories, your proteins, your fats, your carbs, all the stuff you need to know. And perhaps the best part, uh, cleanup is a fork. This is my time saving entity is I just clean forks all day. That's that's my life. Uh the, you know, the lean turkey tacos I talk about a lot. That's kind of become my jam as of late. Uh, the lean chipotle bowl, uh, the barbecue pulled pork. They just have 13 rotating meals. So every week they're adding in new stuff. And you can go check them out at MidwestMeals.com. Here is the awesome thing is they do ship nationwide. So wherever you are in the continental United States of America, go to MidwestMeals.com. Enter the promo code COOPER at checkout. And you can get uh, 10% off your first order at Midwest Meals and MidwestMeals.com. Monster Energy, also proud sponsors of the podcast. I got my my Monster Hydro jamming out to Purple Passion. Even though I do have a passion against the color purple, that's a Vikings thing. Um, it's still delicious. And they have their two new uh, super sports, the uh, the Blue Streak and the Red Dog. Uh, 1,000 milligrams of branching amino acids. They got vitamin B3, vitamin B6, 200 milligrams of caffeine, super hydrating. And when you have winter... Uh, Jimmy doesn't have winter anymore, and we'll talk to him about that because he lives in Texas. But up here where you have winter, you don't even think about being dehydrated when you're you know, outdoors doing things or going throughout the course of your day because you don't feel that, you know, that supreme dehydration that you normally get during the summer month here. Did I say month? I meant two months, maybe sometimes three. But winter is still a, a time that you need to be hydrating, and uh, that Monster Super Sport Hydro is for you. Hashtag Monster Podcast. Jimmy Hayes Nelson has been, uh, this is, uh, I think, third time's a charm, uh, the, the trifecta. He's completed the trifecta on being on the program now on episode uh, number 73. Welcome back, my friend. It's good to see your face. This is great. I think this is the first time I've been on a show three times, and so this is nice. I feel like a, a semi-regular now. I know. We really need to get like an award, like we like send out like little trophies and stuff, like you survived three episodes of the right, Welcome three to Super episodes, Bowl podcast. Yeah, I'll, have, I'll yeah. just have like the, the plaque <laughs> back behind me is everything. Be That's, great. Yeah, you get a little trophy case right behind you. Be like, here it is. As you can see here, here's my trophies. How are things, man? Things good? Um, I guess, like you said, I guess they're probably warmer here than they are there. Uh, it's nice. It's actually, this. I can see the sun outside. We've hit some 
30 degree days here in Dallas, but uh, it's actually pretty nice here and things are good. Welcome to um, welcome to the off season. We've been in it for a while here in Dallas. I know that's a, it's a rough week for you guys. <sighs> you know, I normally don't, I, I don't get super sad right. know, after, after games, even last year. Okay. So Jimmy's a huge Cowboys fan. I don't hold that against him. He's great. He's got great football knowledge. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, just he's got he's got the smarts to talk about this kind of stuff. So I knew we'd, we'd touch on it because you could probably <laughs> see by the sadness in my eye that I'm still reeling uh, yeah. from from Sunday's game. But like last year, and the weird thing was when we talked in November, and a lot of flashing back here, but we talked in November of 2019. At that point. Mike McCarthy was still the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Now oh, yeah, we haven't talked since that switch. We yeah. almost need to do an own, our own like football episode, maybe <laughs> really here, or uh, I don't know if you played around in the clubhouse app yet, but I I'm like that would be a good place to have you know football right. conversations. So, but it's been so it's been you know you've you've obviously you guys picked up uh, McCarthy in the offseason, so there's a lot of tie in here. But so we get a new head coach and Matt Lafleur. Nobody really knew much about him, especially from up here. You know, we all we all, all wanted the sexy hire uh, with Josh McDaniels uh, right. you know, out of uh, out of, of course the Bill Belichick uh, lineage of coaches. We see sure. he's he's still not employed as a, as a head coach, but that's neither here nor there. But you know, you, you watch last season, you're like, wow, this. I mean, we went 13 and three. Aaron looked, you know, rejuvenated. You know, obviously there's growing pains when you have a new offense in there, but you make it to the NFC Championship game. But you make it with this kind of this reserved, like, you know, it's kind of cool if we lose because we really didn't expect to get this far with a rookie head coach. First time in the head yeah, coaching you were position. with house money. Like it was right. like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is not bad for year one. Right. And the Niners last year were, I mean, their defense was, was lights out. They were, you know, and our run defense was porous for the whole season. Yeah. Somehow we managed to get there and we lost. And it was like, you know what, man, this bodes well for the future. Yeah. This year, however, just with the way they they seem to outside of the three losses, they seem to just kind of dominate. We used to have these moments to be like, oh well, you know, we're we're down by three. That's the game, and I was like, nah, we're good. So right. we went into it with that confidence, and I was never really one to be bragful or boastful about you know being in the playoffs, but it was this last week. And I'm not blaming myself, you know, it's only weird if it doesn't work. Well, maybe right. it didn't work, but I'm like, you know, I'm posting the new, you know, uh, you know, uh, Wheezy did a song for us, you know, you know, we're getting all excited and, and just pumped me Packer, you know, small socially distanced Packer parties. Um, right. but just jazz. Cause you, we just kind of felt like, Oh, we this got, we got yeah. this. Like Aaron's going to go back Yep. and it's, but to lose the way they lost. Yeah, it was when Brady just, throws three picks and you still lose, that sucked. I, I was really pulling – I thought the nostalgia of having a rematch of Super Bowl one. well, I was hoping for that last year. Yeah. Like you get the Packer-KC, you know, nostalgia of Super Bowl one and two rematch, you know. So I, I thought it I thought it'd been great. You know, I really didn't have a, a dog in the hunt. And really I was – I was rooting either way. And people say as a Cowboy fan, don't you – don't you have a beef more with Aaron Rodgers? And mm. I should. I've been in the stadium here and watched him rip my heart out at the end of games yep. at least twice. <laughs> and, and on the flip side, you know, so if we talk about where we are now, I've never been a Brady hater. And as mm. a guy who's 43, that dude's my age, right? And I'm almost – and so my brother's a huge Patriots fan. Right. And so when Brady went to Tampa Bay, I'm like, you're rooting, you mad that he lost? He's like, no, he's like, the Pats are still my team. He's like, but now that we're out of it, he's like, I would love to see, you know, Brady continue to do well. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And what's so amazing to me is watching this guy at 43 years old do what he does. And, and I've never been one that hates a team just because they're good or hates a player just because they're good. Now, if I don't like you for other reasons, mm-hmm. you jump teams a lot, you know, if you got issues with LeBron because he continues to be a hired gun, that's one thing. But like Brady just being Brady, he seems like a good dude. And it's there's nothing where I'm like, oh, this is why I hate him. Because I feel like a lot of people just hate the good team because I'm I'm tired of watching them win. Right. But I think there's something to be said for like looking at anybody who's done something at the highest level over a long period of time. I geek out on that. You know, if mm-hmm. I look at my own, just my own career and I think of, you know, let's look at me physically, you know lost a hundred pounds. The fact that I've kept it off over 10 years, almost going on 15 years now, or being in business for 13 years, I'm not comparing myself to Tom Brady. But what I'm saying is <laughs> I appreciate people that can do something at a high level for, for the long term. I think these teams that come in and hit and go away, it's just rare. It's just rare to see anybody continue to set a standard and raise the bar and continue to excel at that. And I, and I appreciate that with musicians, with athletes. And so, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's going to be crazy going into this Super Bowl because you had a, you kind of, you have Brady going to his 10th Super Bowl, which is nuts in itself. In 21 years, 10 Super Bowls in 21, in 21 years. And he was injured for one of those years. He tore his ACL in the first game. I can't remember what season yeah. it was. So in 20 years of actually being the starting quarterback, yeah, 50% odds, 50% of the time he's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's crazy because then you see Mahomes come along, you know, and, and being a, a Big 12 guy. I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, right? So mm. the rest of my family are still huge Texas Tex fans. And I, I like to see him. I, I was the dirty trader that jumped ship and went to Oklahoma. <laughs> but I've been watching Patrick Mahomes since he's in college, you know, mm. and it doesn't surprise me that he's come in and, and done what he's done. But I'm like, what a fascinating matchup this is going to be of, you know, you know, the greatest of all time. And then what somebody's coming up and wanting to be. And then with Patrick Mahomes, you know, you don't want to, not that he's not amazing, but the fact that he already has a Super Bowl helps, but you didn't, you didn't want him to go down like the Dan Marino route, right? right? Like the huge arm, amazing talent. But I mean, even look at, look at Aaron Rodgers, look at Drew Brees. Let's say this is the end for both of them, which I don't think it is Hmm. maybe for Drew, but you look at those two guys and both one Super Bowl apiece Aaron's been to two. Aaron went to two, right? He's been, he's been to no, one. just one. Just one. Yep. Ten years just ago. The one here in Dallas against Pittsburgh, right? Yep. And crazy. So you think about that. And in fact, I was listening to something earlier. You think about the Packers franchise altogether. All the years of Favre and all the years of Aaron, one Super Bowl apiece. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy to have that much talent at the quarterback position. Same thing with Drew Brees in New Orleans, right? Like Hall of Fame level. And, and you hate to just say, oh, they only have – because some people never get one. Right. But you look at that and you would think they would have more than one opportunity to win a championship. I think you, a lot of times you look at a guy – I think Tom Brady has tilted the scales in the direction of multiple. But you've had those guys before. You had, you know, Terry Bradshaw. And right. you had, you know, Montana. You had Aikman. Aikman here, know? yeah. So I, and, and then you had Brady, who's, you know, one – He's, yeah. he's, he's run, running out of fingers, you know, to put Super Bowl rings on. So I think you have this, the standard is set for what, even when you're not a amazing quarterback. And right. yeah, I'm biased, but as far as pure talent goes and 
man, I want to watch that guy on Sunday with the football in his hand. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is the guy, whether Absolutely. regardless of if I'm a Packer. You watch Brady on Sunday. Yeah, he did some amazing things, but there was nothing sexy about it. It wasn't – I mean, he's not – you know, he's just so in command of, of that position. But you're and not, isn't that crazy? It's never – you know, it's so great because with Brady, it's never the – Oh my gosh, play. It's not the Patrick Mahomes play, but he is that guy that will come up, smile at you, put his shoulder, put his hand on his shoulder and be like, Hey buddy, how you doing? As he cuts your heart out, smiles at you and then leaves. Like he's that guy, you know, it's just again and again and again and again. And and there were a couple of those times when he would throw up, some of those interceptions were bad. I mean, just toss up. And I was like, man, Brady's not having his great game, but, but you just, you had a feeling, and it was really weird when it was the two of them because both of those are quarterbacks that if they have the ball last, you're just like, here we go. I know as right. a Cowboys fan, anytime we played Aaron Rodgers, you leave him any time, you just have no, you have no confidence regardless of what the defense has done the entire game that they're going to get a stop right there. Yeah, but that was that going into that game, I'm like, well, there's two guys here that whoever has the ball last, you think that's who's going to win the game. Yeah, there was there was a lot of. A lot of question marks. I think that came out of that game because you went in. We went in. We because I, you know, I'm obviously I play for them. We proverbial we. I I, I, I we cowboy stuff we, all the time. So it's you know, fine. we really went into this game with the confidence. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, but but I think you saw so many missed opportunities. Three, right. I mean, you get three picks on a guy. I don't care if it's Tom Brady or or you know who it is. Right. That sets you up when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers on the other side. That sets you up not just to win. But to win, like handily, go away fashion. Yeah, you. I mean, you take those three picks, you get something. You know, you get fourteen points off of those three picks. This is a different ball game, and and you and I are. Well, I'm celebrating. I'm probably still doused in champagne from two days ago. But right. uh, but you, when you don't capitalize on those things, and uh, I, I think it just it, it does go to show you can be the best. You can be the best team, but. When you have the Brady factor, yeah, and the way that he elevates the players around him, and he's—I mean, let's not—you know—their defense is good. Yeah, the defense is great. I think they're—you know—they have plenty of offensive weapons. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. I mean, I will watch with sadness and reflection yeah. and be like, "Oh, the could have been," but no, I think uh, it was a great season. I mean, you guys in Dallas had uh, when your when your starting quarterback goes down, and before that, he's throwing up like. But how many 400-yard games did he have? He was, I mean, he was lighting the world on fire. Yeah, I mean, it's sex when you're throwing up 400-yard games. You're still finding ways to lose. And you're still games. losing. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's tough. That's Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of issues like we do for the past 25 years here. So we'll, we'll see. We, we, look, we always look really great on paper. You know, like if you were going to put together a Madden roster or a fantasy team, the Cowboys are right. great. You know, but when it comes to actually winning and losing – we shall see. How did you, you, know. how did you feel about that? I mean, and feel how did you feel about coming down to the last week of the season and having a shot at getting in the playoffs, knowing that you're was it was the last week of the season, wasn't it? It's like somebody had, like Washington had to lose, and then the, somebody else had like the, we, we had to beat the Giants, and Washington yeah. had to lose, and that was it. But that's nothing new for us here in Dallas. Mm. Half the Garrett era came down to. Win and you're in. I can t- I can think of three different games with Romo where it came down to win the last game of the season and you're you you win the NFC East at nine and seven. Yeah, and every stinking one of them we laid an egg. I mean, 
The Cowboys are really the worst front-running team I've ever – when nothing is expected of them is when they show up. On the, the years that we're picked third or the year that Romo gets hurt and Dak comes in as a rookie and nobody expects anything. Hmm. But any year where they're like, oh, this is it. We've loaded up. Cool. We got C.D. Lamb. Hey, now you got Mike McCarthy coming in. You got all like, oh, we're going to switch to a more aggressive defensive scheme. Here we go. Nope. <laughs> and, <laughs> but – but they still, I and mean, that's maybe that's just the NFC East, though. They still keep you, they still keep you intertwined in the, the in the scenarios right up until the last game, the the all ninth right. game of the season. Oh, because we all suck together. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's crazy suck. to think that in the nineties, the late eighties and the early nineties, that this used to be the baddest division in football, and now it's just been outside of the. Well, I, I take that back. I mean, I guess the Giants won two against the Patriots, and the Eagles got their one, and then already mm. fired that coach. Hmm. So, I, you know, at yeah. this point, I just I, you, you've been to two straight NFC championship games. I haven't seen an NFC championship game since '95. <laughs> like, I, well, I, I guess I should be grateful. Then I should be, <laughs> be grateful. I don't feel. I, don't so, feel. You know, I mean, it could be worse. Now, I yeah. guess we could all be like, I can't even think. You know what's so crazy? I was about to say, well, at least we could be Cardinals fans. I'm like, they've been to a Super Bowl. Like, there are very few teams mm-hmm. right now that I can say. A Detroit Lion fan, like there, it's like the the list is getting shorter. Like, well, at least I'm not the Houston Texans, and my quarterback wants out, and that's a mess. But there's not many teams left for me to go. Well, at least I'm not, because most of them have at least been to an NFC, to a championship game since we've been. It's it's a weird, and the offseason is going to be even stranger. I mean, there's you know, obviously there's Aaron Rodgers rumbles, which I think he kind of quashed today. He was on the the Pat McAfee show, which is fantastic if you've never watched yeah. uh watch that with uh with former packer aj hawk um as his cigar smoking um uh cohort on there but he did kind of quash some of the rumors he's he, he was really when you get done with that kind of game and this is any athlete yeah after anything when you in case i can't say any athlete because if you're like a if you're an mma fighter if you're a boxer you're really it's you you plan for a long time yes but you're not in the grind for seven months Oh no! Like it's crazy how long to prep for the NFL season goes, and how quickly it goes by. It's it's like, so I fast. will go through a, a mild depression after next week because it just goes by so stinking fast. And I, you know, I'm a basketball fan. I'm excited about. You know, the Mavs are doing their own thing right now, but things are cool here with Luca. Mm-hmm. The Stars went to a Stanley Cup last year. Like we got other things, but for me, it's like football, and then there's this chasm <laughs> for the other sports. Just me personally, you know. And but it is crazy how long the grind is, how quickly it goes by, the things that these guys put their bodies through, and then it's just done, you know. Or just looking at like how quickly careers go by. We were talking about, you know, when I'm watching. I don't know if you ever go through this, but now when I'm watching guys in the league, and I remember watching their parents play in the league, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old. Like, yeah. Oh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Exactly. Sen- I was I just going to say Antoine Winfield Senior. Yeah, right? he played for the Vikings. Oh, yeah, so it's kind of nuts to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or you see an entire career come and go, and somebody's retired and moved on. And it, it does remind you how short some of these careers are. Mm. But if I can just take this as an application for a minute, it also shows – if I look at my own life, it looks at, it shows how we have different seasons of stuff. And what we're doing now is not what we will always be doing. Or we talk about, like, your career, like – radio and did that like where things have gone and it's really funny how we never know what season of our life is prepping us for the next thing that we don't even know is a thing 
Yeah. You know, so for me, if I look back in my performing and my acting career, that didn't necessarily peak where I wanted it to peak or go places, but it prepped me to jump on here on a camera with you and know how to handle myself in an interview situation right. or, um, you know, now really specifically a lot of 2020, I taught a lot of workshops teaching business owners and entrepreneurs how to create a signature talk. And what right. do I mean by that? Like a signature talk where let's say they have a keynote speech or they do one of these virtual like stages, but they can also use that same talk or these same stories inside a podcast interview or on their own YouTube channel, or if they're doing uh, Instagram live or uh, a Facebook ad thing, it's like, okay, what's the story? You know, what, what's the personal one to two minute story to kind of let me know who you are and what's the bridge to your call to action or what's your product or service? I have no clue that spending hours in a theater or on a TV set was prepping me to do this because right. that wasn't a thing, you know? And I literally just came off the, it was the biggest stage of my life in in December. I I had four days notice to go to an event in, in Vegas. It was a network marketing global training event that they usually do live there at the MGM Graham mm -hmm. with Eric Rory. And what they had done is they had built a 360 degree like like stadium, not a stadium, like like a studio, I guess would be the the word for it. And the the screens, it was 15 foot high walls that were just LCD screens all the way around. And when they would turn on, like you want to see the crowd, it was just zoom screen, like little zoom squares all the way around. And I could pull anybody up and interact with them. Or I could ask for like the chat box on the side. And somebody asked me like, you had four days notice. Were you nervous? And I was like, no, I really, to be honest, I wasn't. Hmm. And I think it was just, all these little hidden hours that I had spent in front of a camera. So really, yes, I was in front of 40,000 people, but I literally had four cameras and the camera guys there and the, the other speakers that I was introducing and then could, could just reach out to people on the screen and interact. But it wasn't the same energy you feel jumping on a, like a, like a live stage in a stadium. But it was, you know, but like I said, you just never know what you're going through now and maybe it's the struggle you're going through now that you're not happy about is literally creating a callus or creating a skill or putting you through some gauntlet to where you really can come out the other side and you get to shine in this next opportunity that you didn't even know was coming i think 2020 has done that uh for a lot of people when you talk about uh and i don't want to say everything was like wine and roses you know before march of 2020 like right. you know as we as we say, and you're on on the on the uh, the one year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant. I know that's been you know, kind of all over. So, but you look back at at the year that was. I feel like there were signs things weren't going to be fantastic. I mean, just at, on a global scale, you had the you know, everything in Australia was on fire. Remember that in January, oh, yeah. it was insane, and we were watching this stuff on TV, and there was a these you know, horrible videos of koalas trying to escape wildfires and everybody's just yeah. going, Oh my gosh, you know, I, but you know, perspective wise, when you're, when you're far away from something like that, far away from that kind of element, right? it's like, wow, that's, that's really bad. And you feel bad. And I know a lot of, uh, at least in, in the artist industry, a lot of people were, were reaching out and, and helping out with those things. You know, the Kobe death came up and mm -hmm. there was a lot of like, it, it transcended, you know, outside of sport, 
because of you know the the type of person that Kobe was as far as a a motivator, as somebody who was a go getter, somebody who went and got after it. Um, you know, so it really kind of transcended everything. And then all of a sudden you have March that hits and every, you know, the, the world shuts down. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people had to go through a lot of tough times, whether it was, you know, losing a job. You know, for me, I, I ended up becoming a teacher to a, to a, you know, at that point, 10, you know, nine year old, you know, I'm like, oh, so now I'm, uh, I'm a homeschool teacher. Uh, right. That's part of my gig. If he could be quiet while well, I'm, you know, and just, he's, you know, I, I was doing, I've been doing, you know, live streaming for, uh, for over a year now, but he would yeah. come down and all of a sudden here'd be me and you talking and here's this little head that would just all of a sudden creep in and then creep oh, back yeah. out. Yeah. I was like, it's live. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Here we go. It's, it is crazy. Just like, because you, like you bring up the Australia piece mm. and I was like, Oh yeah, that was that year. Yeah. And then, you know, I was, I was looking on social media today and the Kobe thing came up and I'm like, Holy cow, that's been a year. Like I remember exactly where I was. It was a, it was a Sunday. It was mm. a Saturday or Sunday. It was a weekend. Cause I was at brunch with a friend of mine and we had literally just left brunch and he texts me and he's like, Oh my gosh, did you see this? And you know, what's crazy is I had heard, maybe it was Gary Vaynerchuk in, a, in an interview not long after that that said, had COVID and quarantine hit one month earlier, Kobe's still with us because he's not traveling, right? right? And it's just, it's so crazy how and where things happen, you know, and, and things we have, you know, obviously we have no control over these things and where and how the dominoes fall. But it does make you try to figure out how to, I feel like it's hard for people always to have some kind of urgency, right? And, right. and I look back on my career, and how I stumbled accidentally into entrepreneurship is I had my back forced up against the wall, right? So I was in New York City struggling as an actor. I'm passing out chocolates in Times Square and stories I've shared with you and your audience before and $60,000 in debt and stuff's not working out. And so I had to go find or create something. And and so for, for so many people, I find that they may, that may, people may not be exactly like, stoked with where they are in their life, but the mm -hmm. pain point's not enough to go do something else either. Like Les Brown, one of my favorite motivational speakers shares this story about there's this old guy on a, on a porch with his dog and the dog's moaning and groaning and a little kid comes by and he's like, Hey, what's wrong with your dog? And he's like, Oh, my dog's sitting on a nail. And he's like, well, why doesn't he move? He's like, Oh, it doesn't hurt enough to move. It just hurts enough to moan and groan. And, and I always, I always go back to that story because I look and think, man, my situation was really awful. When I found myself as a hundred pound overweight, three time college dropout, things weren't going well. I had to hit bottom and really look at myself in the mirror and go, stuff's not going well. And I only had one direction to go, but I really have what I've learned in working with people that are like, and try to be more empathetic with certain people that are like, Hey, I, I don't, I'm not living my ideal life. I'm not doing the thing I want to, I love to do. But where I'm at's not bad, you know? And so sometimes it's hard to leave good to get to great, right? It's hard to leave something that's, that's comfortable, you know? But it's like, gosh, how do I do this thing to move out of there? And I've, I've only met a handful of people that were willing to get out of their comfort zone before their back was pushed against a wall or some tragedy hit. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, this year was that as well, you know? And so while I'm, I'm not going to say... I don't even want to say it's a blessing in disguise. How I will say it's put a lot of people in the situation I found myself in. It it was like 29, 30 years old 
by the time I was like, I got, I got to do something else, right. you know? And so, and what's so, you're always looking for the silver lining and things like it was a tough year for everybody, but it's, a, but they, you go back and you look at the depression, you look at 2008 with that crash and you hear all these stories about the businesses and the innovations and the millionaires and the, and the empires that were all built in the midst of a tragedy. And, and I, I, I hope that as a silver lining, we look back at 2020 and the next things that come out of this year and the next year, the same way we look back to 2008 and, and saw, wow, this was really rough on an entire country economically. Right. That wasn't even health wise. That was just an economy, but that things bounce back, that things were going. So I, you know what I'm hoping is in 2021 or that people started planting seeds in the midst of all the crap last year, that they start seeing things bloom this year and the next. And I think it's tough when you're in it, like when you're when you're experiencing however you experience 2020. Right. And by the way, we are, and I've said this before, we're in the 13th month of of 2020. Right. Every, it's, like, it's just going right. You thought you thought it was gonna like the the calendar was gonna flip over and all of a sudden it's be like poof, look, yeah. normalcy. But no. Um, but I think it, however you absorbed 2020, whether it was a job loss, whether it was a furlough, whether it was uh, you know, getting sick, you know, in an extreme case, however you experienced this year, when you're in it, it's, it's kind of sucks. <laughs> and, oh, absolutely. And, we, and we talked about embracing the suck on, on the last podcast we had. And again, this is, this is an extreme forced sucktitude. Cause if you're, you're kind of, you're kind of just moving along in life and you, you, you kind of think you got things figured out, you know, you got the, you know, you got your job that you feel good about going to every day. It doesn't, you know, you're not dreading getting up and going to work. So right. like, I, I think I got, like the people you work with, you like your family, you know, cause you get to see them like five hours a day. None of this, like, you know, 24 hour long, yeah. you know, captivity stuff. You know, you feel, you feel like you're in a good spot. And then when, when forcibly you're, you're taken out of that element and you're put into this position that you're, really not you nobody's used to uh you're having to learn different ways of doing things kids are having to learn different ways of doing things my, my kid brings home you know math home math work or not brings home i should say when when they were doing virtual right like the i'm like this is not the math that i was taught or that i thought i was going to try to save in my mind right. um, so i'm like like a like a monkey trying to do a math problem I'm like i have no idea like can you where's that right. where's you moved it? on that part of your life you're like that was behind yeah like, i didn't um, haven't used that yet. So I was hoping never to have to, but people had to go through all these things. And when you're in it, when you're, when you're going through these motions and having to, to adjust every day to the new life, to new rules and regulations, to kind of the doom and gloom on social media, which is another topic that we talked about even before yep. COVID, yeah, you know, absolutely. when you're in it, you don't really realize the things that you're maybe learning. You know, you talked about calluses. It's a, that's a, you know, a, a great example, like you kind of get used to this, this thing that kind of sucks and doesn't suck so much anymore. But yeah. if, you, if you do ever get a chance and, and maybe some people already have, if you're back to work or if you're, you know, your kids are kind of back in school and you're finding this kind of this new normal, you get to kind of look back and say, you know what, all those times that I said, I, I never had time to do things with my kids or, you know, learn something new or, you know, read this book or listen to this audiobook or listen to this podcast, start a podcast people, when you get a chance to kind of look at it as a whole of 2020, you, you can start to kind of pick and, and look at things that, wow, this, this really, now I know how to do this. Right. Like now I've figured out how 
this part works. I really found that I like to, you know, listen to audiobooks and, and I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of podcasts or, you know, right. all these things that maybe you took something out of. You don't really notice it while you're in it because you're too busy, you know, your mind's too busy being cluttered by all the negativity that's going on. But I think there's so many positives that can be taken out of going through a negative experience or something that has been, you know, detrimental to a lot of people economically, uh, you know, physically, you know, we, you and I are, we're both probably watching this thing go down and go, wait, now we're forcing people to stay on the couch. Like, is this, this doesn't seem like it's a good idea. Like there should be a better way. Well, it's crazy because I've also been really impressed and inspired by people that I've seen lean into learning a new skill set or using this extra time that they've been at home and literally just investing something in a pure joy part of something, whether that's starting to dance again or learning a skill or, you know, it's our cooking or, you know, what I've, I've been going down the, the, the masterclass rabbit hole a bit, um, which is a subscription based thing where you can learn all these different things. And it's been cool watching some people go, Hey, this stinks. I have this extra time. I'm just going to, I'm going to lean into something that's been a hobby or I'm going to learn a new hobby or I'm going to go into something. And then them actually being rewarded by that because they've started to post and share that, or maybe they've gotten good at something and that brand dealer, that, that, that sponsorship reaches out or they find an audience that goes, Hey, can you teach me to do that? And they create this other job, but you're right. And when you're in the middle of it, it completely sucks. I, I think of it again, if I can go back to my time in New York city, as a struggling actor, I remember when I first started in business, hearing no often, right? Mm-hmm. As, as we as entrepreneurs do, I, but I used to get asked by friends that had like actual nine to five jobs, you know, in New York City to be like, so how was auditions and stuff today? And I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I was like all over the city. By the time I got home, you know, I'd walk somewhere like 13 to 15 miles, it felt like. And so how did they go? And you know, the majority of auditions you go into, like you go in, you're maybe in the room for two minutes. They listen to you sing or read a script or something and you get, okay, thank you. And you learn to know that thank you just kind of means it's a polite way of meaning no. Right. And it stinks because you start, not only do you think that you're not talented enough, right? You have no evidence showing you that what you're doing is working, right? You're going to class. You're, you know, for me, I was investing in an acting class and a singing class. I'm like, I'm wasting money. I, I am not getting any kind of return, even just like very many like attaboys or pats on the back. But what it was doing was once I got into this, uh, to a world where I was offering a product or a service in the different businesses that I've been in, no didn't affect me the same way because I was used to persevering anyway. If I never went to the next audition in New York because I heard a no or got, I never got a callback or something, my time would have been very short lived, Mm. you know? So I was developing that skill of how do I separate my self-worth from a yes or a no or attention. And the other part that I thought of when you were talking about that was, and I was just sharing this story with my trainer today. When I was in New York, I, there was my scene study teacher and my, my vocal coach were friends and they did like a six week, musical theater scene study class. So we paid at the time, I forget what it was, but for me, it was like really uncomfortable. Like I was like, I don't know that I can afford this, but I was, I was willing to invest in my skill set. I'm like, these are two of the best teachers and coaches in New York city. They have, you know, they've worked with all these amazing professionals. I want to know what they know. And what they did is they put us in this six week 
see musical theater scene study class and what they did. There was a there were probably like 20 of us, maybe. And each of us would get like four or five scenes and songs. Some you were the lead in, some you were like singing this little piece of harmony, or you were a background player, some were a solo, or maybe it was two people, some were six. And basically they threw more material at you than you could master. Mm -hmm. So it got really frustrating. We're like, okay, cool. We don't have time to get this one exactly right. Cause we got to run to this next one. And maybe one's opera and one's, you know, traditional musical theater. And this one's pop. And this is a rock thing. And then we had a showcase where they invited agents and people in the industry and it wasn't ready. It wasn't polished. And I remember feeling so self-conscious. I was just mad. I was like, I, I can't get all this right. I want it to be right. I want it to be perfect. And it wasn't until really afterwards that my musical theater and my voice coach, who is this like sweet little old man in his 80s, who's kind of the Yoda of musical theater in, in New York City <laughs> named Jack Lee. He's like, Jimmy, the point of this wasn't for it to be perfect. He's like, we wanted to throw more information and more stuff at you than you absolutely could master to just start taking, learn to, to embrace feeling overwhelmed and, and moving forward anyway. What do you do with it? How, and he's like, and then he's like, six weeks from now, it's gonna move from this like chaos in your head and it's eventually gonna make its way, it's gonna kind of sink into your gut. Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna start seeing it in your day to day when you go to auditions, how you react, how you do things. And he was right. Like six weeks after that, even though the showcase didn't, didn't spark any agents or gigs for me. I started having better audition experiences. I started getting callbacks. I started like once it had time to just kind of digest. I look at the same way once I started to embrace, you know, like the personal development pieces that I start my day with every day. You know, when I first was, was starting my morning with 10 minutes of audio or reading some book to really challenge how I'd been thinking up to that point in my life, it all seemed like noise and seemed overwhelming. And it was asking me to change so many areas of my life. And like, this just isn't how I am. And so it wasn't an overnight change. But then I saw later in life as I continued to invest in the books or the training or the mentorship or listening to audios in the morning, that later on when tragedy would hit or later on when something that used to trigger me in a negative way would happen, I saw that without thinking about it, my, re my, my just gut without thinking about it, reactions were different or more positive or with learning to use something in the past, I would have been defensive about or I would have been a victim about or whatever. And so and so, I guess I say all that to, to just reiterate the fact that when you're in the middle of the trial, you don't see the benefit. You, you know, the karate kid doesn't see why painting the fence makes any sense because <laughs> what he wants to be, he wants to, you know, he was go kick ass in the tournament. And you're like, why are you making me paint the fence? So in the middle, the middle of the the mundane, mm. we have to embrace sometimes because it's going to show up later when it means the most. I think there's so many, uh, so many anecdotal things to take out of that because when you, you hit it on the head when you're, uh, the Karate Kid analysis is great because Cobra Kai is apparently like the biggest, uh, <laughs> the biggest right, show. Right, which I need to watch. I have. I know yet. it's it's that's that's the one thing I was kind of upset. I got into like the Mandalorian. But everybody else is like, have you seen like, here's 40 shows? I'm like, okay, didn't, I found, somehow I didn't, find, I didn't find that much free time. Like, I, right. I don't know what, what happened there. But again, there's, you know, that's just, that is just a platform knowing the audience and saying, nobody's going anywhere. Here's 35 yeah. shows and, you know, 700 hours worth of stuff for you to sit and binge watch. But I, I do think you're right. Because when you, when you have, a, have that chance to experience the same thing, 
go through the same trial and maybe not exactly the same after already having experienced it, like, how, like, how are we going to, how are we going to do this with that? We got, there's the kids home. Um, you know, we're, I, I, I moved over the course of the summer. Uh, like it was just like, I don't, I don't know how I, those days, those moments in time when you're just completely, you feel completely overwhelmed by just all the chaos that's going on. And then another similar circumstance can arise and you can go, wait, like I've, I felt this pressure before. You know, yeah. I've 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 gotten through this uh, this trial, this tribulation, this uh, this moment in time where I had to you know overcome something, or or maybe I didn't overcome it. Maybe I failed at it, but I you know from that failure, and I know it's something that you've you've touched on, you know, in, in some of your your live stuff and and on some of your Instagram stuff. But when you experience that failure, failure, and you look back on it, you go, okay, that I did. That's what I did wrong. That's that's why you know, I didn't get from A to B is because I, I was, you know, I was too busy not paying attention to really the end game here. So yeah. when people get a chance to, I think, look back on 2020 as much as you can scroll through social media, which you shouldn't do, uh, to, at least for too long, um, you can see even still now in January of 2021, there's still a lot of uh, negativity. There's a lot of ho-hum. There's a lot of, you know, kind of the downtrodden are, are speaking louder than ever. Yeah. And not just COVID. I mean, obviously, there's a whole political landscape, and there's a whole, you know, whole other realm of things that are that are upsetting to people. But if you really can dissect your year and say, you know, you know, we didn't get to go to that concert, we didn't get to go to that game, we didn't get to you know do our, you know, our family reunion thing, but I did get to spend a lot of time doing this. Right. Or, you know, for me, developing and and thank you for the the compliment when we first opened about you know developing. How does this? You know, what can I learn about taking my podcast from just being an audio source only to you know incorporating some video, incorporating some live streams again yeah. on budget zero? Yeah. You know how how do you do these things so that when the time comes for this to grow, this is just a part of it. Like I I know how to do that now. I know how to you know. Oh, because you've set up such a great base. It's again. Yeah. Like what I was just saying, like, how do you choose to be resourceful in the midst of, of a tragedy or a mm. midst of like Jim, going back to the personal development thing, what I love, Jim Rohn talks a lot about, like, it's not what happens to us, like good and bad is going to happen to all of us. Mm. 2020 happened to all of us now in different realms. Some people lost jobs, some people lost lives and loved ones, but 2020 happened to everybody. Let's take 2020 off the table tragedy none of us get through this life without some bullshit happening like without right. something bad happening and so it's not that and this isn't going to be the last thing right and so it's not what happens to us it's how we react and the way he talks about it is what's the set of your sale so if i look back and think when i started my first business when i first got started in the health and fitness industry it really was in 2008 in the midst of this like economic crash now, I would love to tell you that it was this grand plan. Like I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and I was super positive and I knew these little steps I was taking in 08 was what was going to get me financially independent and allow me to live this life for free. I didn't know any of that. Mm. I just knew this is bad and I can sit and focus on that this is bad and wait for something to hopefully come change or somebody to come save me or I can get my ass to work and start. I knew nothing about business. Three-time college dropout. Mm -hmm. Social media was brand new. I couldn't jump on it. There were no podcasts to teach me anything. I couldn't jump on YouTube and watch 20 hours of how to do something. But 
And that's, it's kind of a blessing and a curse now, right? Because now you can jump onto this podcast. If you really like literally without investing in any class, you probably could go learn how to start whatever you wanted to right now. Right. For free. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, again, I, I hate to continue to quote Jim Rohn. He talks about success. The little things every day to be successful are easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. Right. And it's like, oh, tomorrow or the days I feel like it. And, th- and then that compound effect happens. If you ever read the book by Darren Hardy, the compound effect, it's where we are today is because of all of these little tiny choices over time. And if we only show up or we only get out of our comfort zone on certain days, we feel like it, we only get so far. And it's like we get some momentum, but the day we continue not to continue to keep the momentum rolling, it's kind of like the ball rolls back down the hill. Right. Right. And sometimes we just got to continue to show up. And so if I think about me, I didn't, my business, I, I wasn't a fast starter with this thing. I just, I'd made a decision that I was going to be in it for the long haul. I knew what it was like when I was allowing other people to dictate my earning potential, what I was able to do. Like the minute, even like, I think about like that very first little, like $20 I made online or anything. It doesn't change my life, but it does go, Oh, Okay, if I can do this once, right. if I just keep showing up, I can do it again and again. And that's where that compound effect kind of takes over. And, and the other thing you touched on that I just want to make sure like people don't miss is that there is still a lot of noise and negativity out there, right? And there always will be. It yeah. is always going to be easier to complain and focus on the negative. And that, that's not just a, an attack on pessimism. That's our that's how our brains are, are wired. Our, our caveman brains are wired to protect us. And so it's always looking for what's wrong and what's dangerous. And so we just need to acknowledge that to go, cool, this is how we're wired. What can I do about that? And so for me, I go back to that morning routine as this concept of I have to attack my mind every morning before it attacks me because negative victim scared Jimmy of everything that that dude that I was still lives in here. And if I don't give it something else to focus on, if I don't pour something into me first thing in the morning, he still shows up right. 15 years later. Like he didn't go anywhere. I just have to, it's something where I have to choose to go and fight that battle every day. I have to choose to continue. How do I keep this momentum going? And it's not by hoping I feel better or have a good attitude or, you know, because if we just, if we just wait on our emotion, man, they're going to, it's going to kick us in the teeth somewhere. I think another added layer into all that is, you know, when we talk about having to overcome things, um, the and we even talked about Netflix in there. You know, again, if I'm an exec at Netflix, man, I'm I'm taking my money to the bank. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, everybody's getting a subscription to Netflix. Everybody's you know streaming streaming shows now. But but what happened is over the course of all the crap that's going on or was going on continues to go on in 2020. Whether it's whether it's with COVID, whether it's uh, with school closings, with you know your your favorite, you know, I'm I, MC two big music festivals here or one music festival. And I'm a part of another one. Um, both obviously postponed until this year, all the big, the big things are, are going away and people get down on that. Well, then there's this introduction of things that will distract you mm-hmm. that will take you away from your own reality. And I've had, yeah. this, I've had this conversation with, with many people. Um, but you have, 
Netflix. And then, you you know, if you're a basketball fan, you kind of had the NBA season. Kind of. Right. You kind of did. You kind of had a little bit of baseball. You kind of sort of did. And if you're like you're like you and I, we just talked about in the open here, huge football fans. We just got through, you know, five plus months of all these things we got to talk about every single, you know, week. There's a new game. There's a new topic. There's a new thing. All the distraction. Then you have like Tiger Kings and Mandalorians and, you know, all the shows. And they're they're wonderful. Right. They are. I mean, again, somebody's genius idea was like, Hey, you know what? All these people are stuck at home and guess what? We're going to, you know, take advantage of this. So you, you, when you, but when you lose all that distraction, when you lose all the, the, the stuff that's kind of filling up the, the frontal cortex and it's all, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know what? I was sad after the Packers lost. Of course I yeah. was. It happened. But that distraction is now gone. And what it opens up, if you if you allow it to, is this like sense of clarity. Like, okay, as as much as I invested into watching, you know, 16 games this season, yeah. um, now is the time to really focus on on you know, my beard company to focus on the podcast where we want to take this show to like that, that compartment is now free and clear of, you know, of, of thought. Right. But people can, you can continually get wrapped up in distraction in order to really disregard reality, disregard what you want to do. Like, uh, you know, gyms aren't open. Yeah. And I want to jump in real quick here. And I think where, where I've had to try to find a little bit of balance is it isn't necessarily all or nothing. And it is, we all need some escapism, right? We need, I, I've watched as many shows. I've jumped into a bunch of documentaries. I've watched all two seasons, you know, both seasons of the Mandalorian. So I don't want people to think like, wow, Jimmy's really hardcore in the fact that, or, you know, Coop's talking about that we shouldn't have any leisure entertainment. And that's not the point. I just no. think it's being aware I think you just, you nailed it. And so if I say, cool, for me, I know Sunday I'm going to invest six hours into football, right? I want to make sure that these other days I'm, I'm doing something towards a goal. I'm taking some baby steps every day towards whether it's creating something, what's the next level. So for me, you know, in 2020, it was this shift is, was adding another business piece, right? Had been in the health and fitness industry for a decade and then it was moving to really using what I had learned as a public speaker, as an actor and storyteller to work with entrepreneurs and businesses and people that are wanting to create something. I'm like, oh, let me teach you how to tell a story that leads to your product and service. Well, if I want to launch that, I have to sit down and be very, very um, intentional with, hey, I need to take a few steps every day. It doesn't mean... I can only do this all day long and there's not a time where I let my brain relax, where I do plug into something just because it's mindless and it's fun. But you're absolutely right. It's really easy to movie, movie, this series, whatever. And and the, the, the people in those companies aren't dumb. They know we got people at home. Let's continue. And it is a distraction. And sometimes escapism is nice as long as we're aware of how much time we're investing in that because we don't want to look up and look up. It's crazy to me to think Kobe's death was a year ago. I mean, it just shows you how quick a year goes by. Right. Right. And so we look up and a year's gone by and it was like, what do we have to show for it? Have we started at least continue to take baby steps in a direction to 
build or create something. And I, I think the other piece of this that came out of 2020 is that whatever, I think I already knew this because of my experience in 07 and 08, but I think for once, society as a whole realizes that the safe American dream of the safe job mm-hmm. that isn't right. That it was net, you know, I think a lot for me, I always, I knew because I'd seen friends and people I'd seen in 08, I watched billion dollar hedge funds disappear in New York city in two weeks. But the further we're away from a tragedy, the more we forget that that was a thing. Right. And so I think more than now than ever, it isn't don't have the nine to five job. It's not don't, you know, have the traditional thing, but I think more now than ever is in addition to this leisure time, find some time to start investing in creating something that is yours, that can be a secondary income stream. Even if it's like a baby income stream, that's like, cool, this takes care of my cell phone bill or here, this is my target budget, or this is, you know, this helps pay my rent Mm -hmm. because that's what I started with. When I started, it wasn't like, oh, I have to go build a six figure business now. It was, what little thing can I start creating on the side that, oh, that was one less bill that didn't come from my main, whatever I was making, which was, it was like bonus money. And I think again, now with podcasts, with things like masterclass or YouTube or online courses, there's more knowledge now than ever. So it's not about not knowing how to do it. It's, it's literally just starting to put the time in and, and, and okay, here's my leisure time. And I still have time to show up every day to create baby steps, to create something that, cause this isn't going to be the last tragedy. I look at, right. I started my first business in the midst of a tragedy on 08. Because of that, I was set up in a position where financially I was able to weather the storm in 20 when this one hit because mm-hmm. of what I started back then. Right. And what I tell people is this isn't the last tragedy, economic crash, whatever that we're going to have. The only question is, will you be better prepared for the next one by what you start doing now? Right. You know, and, and, and that for me, I didn't know 2020 was going to happen in 08, but I just started building it in the midst of the last one and was prepped for here and I'll continue. And so what, what I put pressure on myself is cool, Jimmy, what are two other income streams? What are other things that you can do? Because I feel like the more of these we have, the better setup we are to whatever's going to come down the road. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the not being aware of what is coming down the road, you know, you really, I think if, if, if 2020 taught us anything on a global scale, sure. You don't know. You I mean, know. you have, you, you have, we thought we, we thought we knew yet, yeah, you know, people, people had, I think individual tragedies, you know, obviously localized tragedies. There's, there's been some, some big things that have happened, but on a global scale, and and just things that nobody ever thought. I mean, whoever thought they would take kids out of school, whoever thought they would, you know, close businesses down, whoever, th- all these things that nobody ever expected. You wouldn't be able yeah. to go to, you know, the park. You know, you wouldn't yeah. be able to. All these things that people always, you know, took for Restaurants granted. Restaurants are closing, and right. yeah, I mean, so things that didn't happen in the housing crash that were touched this time, yeah. right? Because like, th- there really wasn't anything that didn't get touched this time yeah. around, you know, everything was. And I think, um, I, I, this reminded me when you were talking that I, I, I put out a tweet 
which I rarely do. Usually, you know, I share the podcast and stuff on there. But uh, for for sanity's sake, I do my best to stay off of Twitter. Um, right. And that's 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 between you, me, and Jack Dorsey now because uh, he's <laughs> listening. Uh, so I posted this. This was on uh, on March fifteenth of two thousand twenty. I said, some will come out of this weaker, some will come out stronger, some will come out fearful, some will come out braver, some will come out softer, some will come out savage. Hashtag, what will you become? Hashtag COVID-19, hashtag savage. I think wow. when you when you got into, when we got into this, there was a lot of immediate fear. Um, I had just, it was, it was a five days after you and I had our podcast last year, is wow. when my, my beard company, uh, Captain Coop's Beard Company, launched online. Mm-hmm. Five days. And again, I had been in a, a relatively comfortable position for 20 years of my life. Started in radio when I was a teenager and was right. let go when I was 38. And I don't want to say reinvented the wheel because I'm still, you know, talking shit and, you know, you know, uh, and, you know, wearing black. But, right. um, you know, first venture into entrepreneurship, you know, started a notebook, started writing things down. Like, what are you going to do with your life? You right. know, this how are you going to figure things out? Interest, you know, a mutual friend comes in and is like, Hey, you know, we can make all this, this, this can work. You can. So five days after you and I had our podcast, uh, you know, my, my company launched online, had a fairly successful, you know, holiday season, started getting into some wholesale stuff in early 2020. And then really in February, like it was growing faster than I thought it was going to. Wow. Like I was like, Oh, like, you know, I 20 years of knowing people and knowing somebody who knows somebody that, that, you know, that networking, you know, got me into some places. We were, you know, scheduling trips to Nashville to talk to some barbershops down there. You know, we were, you know, the, the ball was rolling faster than I thought it was going to. And then they shut all of our, our major source of income, all the barbershops and salons got shut down on March 18th, the day after St. Patrick's day. Wow. Yeah. So you have this, um, trajectory, if you're feeling good about things, you know, the, the investment that I made to start this company was basically closing down my 401k from my previous employer and saying, okay, I'm going to take this investment to start this. Now, I, I was not stupid about it. Like I covered some bills for, you know, sure, for a yeah. couple of months, but I mean, the majority of that money came out and it went into, you know, this startup because I, I wanted to go into it and not be completely behind the eight ball, you know, if, if it didn't pan out exactly how, you know, I had forecasted. Right. When that trajectory went up the hill and then the cliff came and it all came tumbling down. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, that was two days before that, that post was when they shut the barbershops down. Wow. But over the course of, you know, nine months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Sounds about right. Uh, (laughs) You know, finding different ways to, to keep the brand relevant, to, keep it afloat to um, refocus our energy on individual sales to really work on our marketing. You know, it, it wasn't great. I mean, I had to pick up another job, you know, mm-hmm. as this is it's entrepreneurship isn't like, Hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, this firsthand, you don't go today, I'm an entrepreneur. And then, uh, you know, I got money coming in. It's like, um, well, you don't get that. You don't get the entrepreneur check every Tuesday. No, or they don't. You're you not a- that on uh you put that on a well, employee. 
or employer me. Oh, well, yeah. how do I pay me? Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Where's it really this, doesn't. Which bank account? Did, this doesn't come out of my account because there's nothing <laughs> in there. I don't know. Like It's just, just a magic entrepreneur account that everybody gets to throw money into. Yeah, but. I keep hearing this magic word called entrepreneurship. Who's, who's paying those? I know. Everybody wants to do this job. No, not everybody's not everybody's cut out for it. But I, I, I do think what it you learn through all of these experiences is that <clears throat> if you can find ways – and it's your passion. I think that I think that's got to be key. I think you have to have some sort of interest in it on a personal level. You have to be tied to kind of what you're doing and something you enjoy. Jimmy loves throwing weights around and freaking working out and and talking to people and getting people inspired. I mean, that's that's you know the things that you're doing really coincide with actually how you live your life. You know, your morning routine. You know, which which I believe in. We'll, we'll throw the website up here as we uh, wrap up the show in just a bit. But you have, you know, the the things that you should be doing to get your day started off. No matter where, to, if you're going off to, you know, work for somebody you hate, it's still good to have a better mindset to start that day than it is to kind of wake up and go, well, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. Let me scroll through Facebook and see if I can inspire myself. That doesn't work. Yeah. Don't try yeah. that. But I think if you can, if you can dig down deep, because sometimes you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to embrace the suck, which we've talked about on both podcasts. Yes. Uh, that we've had so far and now on this one. And you can kind of weather storms. Man, when that next tragedy happens, whatever it happens to be, if it's a personal tragedy, if it's, you know, regionally, locally, globally, again, who knows at this point? I mean, re- re- nothing right now is really off out of the realm of possibility. No, not at all. They announced aliens exist during the middle of COVID, and everybody was like, eh. all right, that's cool. <laughs> like, of course. Like, <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, so unidentified, this is real, like we've, we've had... I have a question. No, right. no, no questions. Okay, cool. Like no, we just yeah, kind of let no, it slide. Right. Just throw it on the pile with everything else. That's fine. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to see here. Just, you know, they're taking over. So really nothing is off the table, but if you can, you know, weather things, create those calluses in your mind, in, in your, you know, physically in your body, if, if it's a workout thing, the next time it becomes easier because like you have said multiple times during this show, you, you kind of set yourself up and you go through these things and you learn it and you embrace that suck and you're like, man, this isn't good. The next time you're like, oh, that's right. That's why they were filling me with all this way too much information that I could no way comprehend in that shorter period of time. It's so that next time you can handle it. Yeah, I, I go back to even <laughs> what I started thinking about is sometimes we'll panic in a certain situation the first time. Hmm. And if I can make a, like a fitness analogy, I, two of them actually, I think about when I went and auditioned for Sean T to be in the Insanity DVDs, and I went into a room where the other people in the room had been in his test group for 30 days. So I was the outsider coming in. And I didn't know it was like, it was all happening so fast. I, again, just like I talked about in the musical theater thing, I was just in reaction mode. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my, this is so fast. Blah, 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 blah. Same thing the very first time I ever did any kind of like, CrossFit open workout where I like, I don't know my name. I can't see. I'm just, mm-hmm. but once you start raising your own bar and, and, and requiring more of yourself, you're putting yourself in these situations that kind of put you in these panic modes a little bit. The more we do that, when something outside of you comes and puts you in a panic mode. Now, if I have something crazy strenuous physically or a very intense, uh, open type workout or something where I'm having to throw weights around and then jump into this and come back into this, you know, whether it's a handstand pushups and to lift these weights and to go for this run, 
it still sucks, but my mind isn't racing so bad where I know I'm like, okay, I've done this before now. And you can calm down. It's like what you hear about a quarterback in his second or third year where they're like, oh, the game started slowing down for him. In the midst of all these bodies going, he can see the situation, know what's going on, and anticipate. It's the exact same thing when it comes to what the standard we hold ourselves to in our morning routine, or not just with our morning routine, but our daily routines, when we're requiring more of ourselves than other people are. So then when that outside thing comes and punches us in the face, we can embrace the punch and go, okay, I've been here, or I've asked this much of myself that I can react, that I don't just crumble, or I don't just panic, or I don't just feel overwhelmed. But you have to put yourself in that overwhelmed situation for the first time, the very first time you ever go take that cold plunge and you're like breath taken away from you. The next time you go, okay, I know what this feeling is that my heart rate still goes up, but I know how to respond to it. Right. And for me, I think that's, you, you, you said it so well is once you've gone through these things, the next time you can assess the situation, you can think through it. You're not just going to crumble in the corner. You're not just going to be so overwhelmed that you freeze. And again, that just comes from repetition. It just comes from putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations or getting out of our comfort zone a little bit every day. And you're down in uh, in Dallas, as we've talked about, uh, enjoying, you know, probably above freezing temperatures, uh, but neither here nor there. Uh, but for you guys down there, and, and, and that the weirdest thing about all of this is the, whole, the first, the whole like we're all in this together thing was, was kind of sort of bullshit, like right off the bat, like, well, not really, because, you know. <laughs> Some people are on much bigger boats and some people yeah. are on little pontoons and some people are, are, are on rafts and some people are, you know, holding on to the door of the Titanic as it sinks right. down. You know, there's, so we're not really all in this together. But then you also have, you know, the fact that state to state, county to county, city Very to city, like, like rules are, are, are completely different. So it, it's especially if you if you uh, if you have a lot of friends and family, like my mother lives in Northern California. So I talked to her and she just talks about how like what are they doing here? I know I'm like, Oh, you know, sending pictures. Like we went out and had a beer the other day. She's like, wait a minute. What? You can, like, yeah. I, I haven't got my hair done in a year. Just here too. They're yeah. like, they're like, we can't get our hair cut. And I was like, Oh yeah. It's like, things are different in Texas. Or, or, <laughs> oh. or yeah. And so it isn't all the same boat. You're right. But what's so, I mean, I'm like, what's it been like for you? Cause I know that you, uh, when you did your gyms close at all, did you have to, cause I know you, you know, you're a gym guy, but then you kind of, obviously you have that backup plan always with, with the home workouts. Um, so what was it like for you and not just you, but for the people that you, you know, that you coach, that you inspire, that you, that you talk to, uh, to kind of get them through what really was. And we talked about this earlier, forcible couch sitting, you know, yeah. sit on your couch for six months, nine, nine months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Uh, I think, you know, I think initially we all go through shock, right? There's mm-hmm. the shock of the situation, but then eventually somewhere along the way, like, it's like morning or something it's like eventually somewhere you you do have the shock you are mourning the loss of like a day-to-day life and what things were like but then you have to go okay here are the new rules what's my new normal how do i move for how do i still be productive because if we just continue to wait and go wow i can't wait till things go back to normal or i can't wait till we go back and eventually at some point we've all got to figure out how do, how do we survive or thrive in th- in these rules Instead of, again, like I said earlier, there are so many things outside of these walls that I don't get to choose, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't get to make the choices that the 
the counties or the states or the government. Yes, I can go vote, but I don't I don't get to make the day to day choices. Right. And yeah, eventually initially here in Texas, it was like everywhere else. Bars, restaurants, gyms, everything closed. It was just at home. I was very thankful I had a back a background in in-home fitness. I'm glad I had a background in my in in one of my businesses is helping people get started in home fitness. So that part I leaned into. But then it was just like, cool, what can I do? You know, I I have become a morning walk person. I feel like those kind of the old people in the mall. I morning walks <laughs> have become a thing of mine now. Now and now, you know, we're pretty open here in Texas, but it was it was something that I added to my routine that I realized, oh, this is really nice because I never was outside. I mean, especially coming back here in New York City, used to be outside walking all the time. And so now I'm like, oh, this is great for my mind. Here's a great way to get out my body. And so it was just a matter of what the next thing was, right? And, but it was a shock for everybody. Now, granted, there's certain people that lockdown still happening, but regardless of what your silo is, there's an initial shock. There's an initial depression and mourning time. But then there's got to be a part where you go, okay, this is what this is. I don't know how long this is going to last. What can I do with it? How do I move forward? How do I make the best of this situation? And Or we can continue to mourn what we lost. Oh, I wish it was like the good old days, right? And we never appreciate the good old days while they're happening because right. we always think something better is coming or something better is past us. And I think it just got to the point I'm like, all right, this is the way it is. So for me, you know, teaching online workshops, finding virtual stages, doing way more podcasts. I've done more podcasts this year than, you know, so for somebody like me that you're like, oh, Jimmy, you talk for a living. Right. Cool. Where else can I talk? How else can I still serve people? You know, and, and, you know, and real quick, you know, before we wrap up, I also want to say, you know, those people that, that we talk about create something for yourself or use this time. I, I do realize that like full-time entrepreneurship is not what everybody's been designed to do. And that's fine. That's something I had to learn because it was in me. Once I got the taste of like, I don't think I'd be a very good employee anymore now because once I had that taste of like, right. Oh, I do what I want to do when I want to do, I don't handle the other, but there's certain people that there, there is comfort in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. My only encouragement is with all this time, split the Netflix time in half, split whatever time in half, and at least create something for yourself that's going to create a skill set, serve some people, create maybe a little extra income because you just never know where that's going to go. And and like I said, when I look back where my business is now was never the goal. It wasn't that I look at all these what seemed like tiny little stupid insignificant choices at the time made all the difference in the world later. And that's that's day to day. It goes back to the compound effect, right? I'm going to mm -hmm. just come in a big loop is these little tiny things that we choose to do or not to do every day. You're like, oh, that's no big deal. I just didn't do it today. It becomes two days, becomes three, becomes, oh, I kind of do it whenever. Then we never end up in another place, mm -hmm. right? The only way we get something we didn't have is to start doing things that we weren't doing on a consistent basis. So, you know, I understand the emotions. I understand this has been shock to people's system. People have lost jobs and lifestyles and everything. And we've had a time to mourn that. Now, how do we come together? How do I serve? How do I, you know, wrap my arms around somebody and go, cool, let's take some steps together. And it really has been something I've enjoyed doing is like, cool, let me walk you through this. What is something you could do? You know, you don't have to do what I'm doing, but let me at least be, a, let me be a professional encourager right mm -hmm. now, because I feel like the world's missing that right now. No, hundred percent. I mean, I couldn't, 
I couldn't agree with you more, Jimmy. I think there there does need to be a, a lot of uh, taking a lot of good points out of this is that you do need to have and take this time to find the things that you really enjoy doing because you can learn those things. There used to be a big fear of, you know, I really like pottery. Yeah. I don't know how to do pot. I got like there are the avenues to learn something. And now with perhaps some more time to learn these things, go after that, you know, find that, that thing that's, that's kind of been in the back of your mind. And for a lot of people, there's probably been that, that little thing in the back of their head for a, a really long time. They're like, man, I, I really would like to be able to, to learn how to do this. It'd be super cool if I could, you know, learn some carpentry stuff, just some small. And once you kind of fall down that rabbit hole and you start to learn every single day or every other day, or again, if you cut your Netflix time in half, you know, yeah. Mandalorian only comes out every Friday, people. <laughs> well, it, it did. It was a great, great ending, by the way. That was it was, was great amazing. ending. Um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. It's like, what can I do? And, and now more than ever, whatever that thing is, you're like, oh, it would always have been cool if I had to know more about this other end. Maybe it's just wanting to know more about an industry you weren't in. Right. Or maybe it is a skill set. There has never been more ways to learn that than now. Back in the day, like you had to be an apprentice. You had to know somebody to teach you something. Now there's a 12 year old on YouTube that'll teach me anything basically, you know, like <laughs> right? as long as I'm willing to like humble myself enough to be coachable and to try some things outside of my comfort zone and allow an expert potentially to guide me along the way and, uh, and be willing to be bad at something mm. for a little bit. There is no, that's the other thing. You don't get to skip the step of sucking at something to be good. Mm. You may, we all have, inherent talents or things that we may naturally gravitate towards, but none of us get to be an expert or be good at something before we're willing to be bad. And somewhere along the way in society, asking questions or just being vulnerable and being like, Hey, I'm beginning this. Take some time. I love watching people's journey. If I know somebody's like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. When I'm dude, I'm rooting those people on. And I feel like that's most places. Like, I don't feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, especially if you shine the light on yourself and you're like, Hey, trying something new in my comfort zone, follow along the journey. Dude, to me, that's fascinating. Right. And I'm whatever I can do. Like, how can I help? Can I, can I comment? Can I subscribe? Can I buy your first little trinket? Like I want to root these people on that I are, that I know that are literally raising their hands and saying, Hey, all this bad stuff happened in 2020. I, I don't know. I kind of like this and I'm going to move this way. And I don't know if it's going to become anything, but I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to come along on the journey, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube show or drawing or pottery or unit, a video game, whatever the thing is, um, man, I'm going to, I want to champion that person. That's at least willing to be vulnerable to say, I'm probably going to suck at this. This is way out of my comfort zone, but I've always wanted to see if I can sing or play the guitar or, right. Do the you know whatever the thing is, we're gonna cheer those people on. So I just say that because hopefully that that takes a little bit of the fear of oh I can't I can't present this until it's perfect or I can't present this until it's a finished product. No, it's no different than when you're in the grocery store and you're standing in a line that's taking forever mm. and you're so ready to just go gripe out the cashier when you get up there. And when you get to the front of the line, they have the giant button this button that says. Um, trainee you're like oh bless your heart and you're like helping them set <laughs> yeah. up the groceries yeah because oh, yeah. you're like oh you're new i'm sorry i was such an ass i was just about to like <laughs> you god bless you let me help right. it's the same thing we just go trainee i'm a trainee entrepreneur i'm a trainee in whatever this new thing is i'm trying to launch in 2020 
people will come and want to cheer you on and champion you. No, I think that's huge because the 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 norm is to go and you know I hate to keep on harping on social media, but I'm going to uh, <laughs> is is because you you know people have a tendency to go and they see the final product. Yep. They go and they see that person who is setting a new PR or is, yep. you know, hey, I'm just going to take out my guitar and, and strum me this song. And it's going to be, it's like, oh, it's gorgeous. Shit. Yeah. Like, uh, so, but the real thing, and I just, I, a friend of mine was, uh, is learning how to do muscle ups, uh-huh. you know, and has, has shown her journey from like the first time, you know, because you see people do them. If you don't know what muscle up is and you're interested, go and look at like the first thing you'll see with someone doing it, like, this insane move. It's like yeah. a pull up and then all of a sudden they look effortless, right? Yeah. They're like, Oh, that's easy. And you're but, like, no, but not be people that are showing their journey into like the first time trying to get up. And now, you know, now she's at a point where it's kind of like, you know, one arm and then there's some movement, but that's, that's showing the journey. That's showing that it's not always this polished product. And, and maybe, maybe one of the good things about COVID is that there's been more of that. You're not yeah. seeing as much polished product in the music industry. A lot of the artists who aren't able to go out and perform are saying, um, we don't really do acoustic stuff, but we're going to try to learn yeah. our song. That is, well, they're going to try something different. So you get to see a lot of that stuff. Uh, Jimmy Hayes Nelson, let's uh, let's pop this uh, this bad boy up here and show people your your pretty face. TheCoachJimmy.com. Look at that. Look at this beautiful website here. And you got to <laughs> download you. the new ebook. Uh, great stuff. You can connect with Jimmy on all the social medias here on his uh, on his website as well. Uh, that's TheCoachJimmy.com. Also, where you are on all the uh, on all the socials, right? The Coach Jimmy. The Coach Jimmy on all socials. Send me a DM. I answer all my own stuff. I would love to connect and just help. And let me be your professional encourager, man. Like, reach out. Let me know how I can help you craft a better story. Coach Jimmy, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it more than you know. Thank you, man. It's been a blast. Until next time. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Hayes Nelson. Again, the Coach Jimmy on all the socials. You can go and check him out. Thank you to you, all of you who are tuned in on all of the social media platforms, on Facebook Live, on YouTube Live, also on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Cooper. Appreciate you. Uh, the podcast will obviously be dropping here soon, whichever platform you listen to, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, the iHeart Music app. We're also on Audible now. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know how that happened, but we're on Audible. Uh, you can check that out. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. That would be fantastic. If you want to be a part of the free speech revolution, please email me Cooper at welcome to Cooperville.com, and uh, we can make some things happen. Because as you've heard, perhaps on this show, you know we expanded into this whole uh, live stream podcast thing. We are now taking it from this to what will be a daily live show every day three hours a day talking to people talking big talking smack inspiring all the fun stuff and uh i hope you can join us on there too until next time thank you all for tuning in enjoy your day take care of one another and yourselves